Welcome to the Empower Hour. We bring empower to the people because the people have the power. This squad's going to entertain, enlighten, and empower y'all. I'm Queen Kaya, joined by Pharaoh Hammond Freeman and Gina the Great. But before we do anything else, like always, we're going to bless this show and our kings and queens listening. Blessed, melanated, rising, beautiful people. I am so grateful to life. I'm grateful to God, our creator, and I'm grateful to our ancestors for creating another opportunity for us to be able to get together today. And I just ask that today's show, let it be fun, let it be uplifting, let it be entertaining, let it be educational, but most importantly, let it be empowering for each and every one of our guests out there, each and every one of our listeners everybody who's vibing us right now. As I send out that spirit of love, I'm sending out the spirit of unity. I'm sending out the spirit of strength, great health, peace, wealth, happiness, joy. Did I miss anything? I'm just sending out just general good vibes to each and every person. Hotep, amen. Ashe, aibobo. Yeah, this is how we get it. <laughs> it's a special one. We're recording live. We have an audience. So anyways, with that, guys, I'm excited uh, for where we're going. I'm excited for what's going to be popping today. Let's take a pause for the cause, and then we'll be back with Parley with the People, and we're going to be diving in with the members from the Montreal Carnival Development Foundation. Stay tuned. Parley with, with the, the people. people. Parley with the 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 people, y'all. Guys, we are back. So this is, I'm excited. First of all, I'm throwing a drum roll in there. That's my drum roll. Um, Carnival being that big of a deal in our city, I am really excited to be able to have this collective on uh, first. We have the uh, some of the members of the board of directors for the Montreal Carnival Development Foundation which is the collective that is coming together to host or who have applied to host the Montreal Caribbean Carnival for 2024. That's a huge undertaking. Um, it's not light. We're here to have them introduce themselves to you all in terms of members of the community. Um, we're here to share a bit about the vision in terms of what the collective has in mind for 2024 uh, and to answer any questions that our audience may have. Um, and just to, you know, let you guys know what time it is and where we're at. So with no further ado, I would like to open up the floor and introduce uh, each guest. I guess uh, I'll go one at a time and then we'll all conversate. So I'll start with the president of the organization. It is the one and only Lorraine LeBlanc. Welcome to our well, welcome to Parley with the People and welcome to the Empower Hour Queen. The floor is yours. I'd love to have you introduce yourself to the people. Good evening, everyone. Um, I hope that everybody's uh, feeling great uh, this evening. So my name is uh, Lorraine. I, I own uh, Living Legends Agency. Uh, we're an agency that does um, event planning, some marketing, social media management, etc. I've been involved in um smaller and larger uh, scale festivals for the last um, 20 years about. Um, and my vision is really as a cultural ambassador um, to be able to put something 
that is going to make Montreal proud. And um, we often talk about community and I would like for us to actually live up to that word community. So that is my sole mission um, in coming into this because I think it's really important that we celebrate also the 50th anniversary of uh, Montreal's Car Carnival in a very you know beautiful way and really showing what Montreal is all about because we're, we're uh, until you know the somebody says the contrary I think that Montreal is it in terms of uh, culture in the country and uh, we need to reflect that so that is me well said and I agree a hundred percent I feel like Montreal does have the it factor um and I'm definitely looking forward to being able to showcase our culture globally um uh, so thank you Asif um, Lorraine next we have the VP which is the one and only Shiata Lewis from the artist director at West Can. Hello, good morning. <laughs> Grand Rising. Grand Rising. Thank you very much for having us. This is wonderful. Um, yes, uh, my name is Shiata Lewis, and I am the artistic director at West Can Folk Performing Company. Um, for those who don't know, West Can is a Afro-Caribbean folk performing group that's based in Montreal. Um, we've been around for over 45 years. Uh, promoting Caribbean culture through um, uh, artistic uh, endeavors and pieces and, and film and stage performances, workshops, you name it, um, using dance, drumming, singing, storytelling, and folk songs. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a born Montrealer, <laughs> raised, grew up in Trinidad and Tobago, um, and came to Montreal uh, with a sense of seeking um, what is it here that we have to offer in terms of culture? And we came across uh, West Can at a very young age and, and pretty much grew up. When I say we, I mean myself and my sisters. Um, we grew up in West Can. We grew up in Montreal. We grew up in the community um, that has embraced us and allowed us to really uh, spread our wings in terms of exploring our Caribbean culture and our heritage. We travel often. Um, going back and forth to uh, the Caribbean, different Caribbean islands, networking, um, gaining knowledge. And that's what I hope to bring to this uh, this board and to the celebration of our Caribbean culture is uh, the sense of knowing where you came from so that you can know what you're representing here in a land that that we are so integrated into the fabric of Quebec. And I don't I, I can't see anybody saying that our as Caribbean people, as black people here in Quebec and Canada that we are not involved in the fabric. So I, that's my aim. That's my goal as a mother also to uh, really, really stake our claim and speak um, from a place of knowledge and understanding of our culture so we can share that with the next generation and just empower people as we go along. Bye. And Montreal does have a vibe. Montreal <laughs> has a vibe, 100%. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Shai. And I'm a very proud husband to Shiata. I'm just letting you guys know. In case you didn't know, I'm a proud husband. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. ne yeah. <laughs> Next, um, we have our treasurer, who is uh, the one and only Andrew Bukhari. Good evening. Hope you can hear me. I'm the treasurer of this uh, CARIFET board. I was invited to join it uh, by Pharaoh and um, a couple of other people on the board. About me, basically, well, I'm a cybersecurity uh, professional uh, by day and by night. I'm an entrepreneur. Predominantly, I run 
a group called Afrobeats Montreal. Afrobeats Montreal basically is, uh, we specialize in bringing African artists and African cultural types, so, you know, art and culinary and, you know, stuff like that to Montreal to, you know, share the African culture with, you know, Quebec at large. I would say we, like I said, the, the genre of music, which we, you know, kind of focus in predominantly is Afrobeats, which I think, you know, a lot of people are familiar with. And um, I was pretty excited to join the uh, Kyrfed board because, um, you know, we all know that life started on the continent of Africa. Uh, a lot of the things that we do as well are intertwined with music. You know, music uh, tells stories, music can lift your mood, it can do so many wonderful things. And, uh, you know, this is my passion. So I was pretty excited to be able to join that um, board to be able to contribute a different type of vibe to that IFET. Fingers crossed that we uh, we get the permit and we're able to continue doing what we're doing. And, uh, you know, if that still doesn't happen, you know, we're still there to support whoever does get it and uh, the community at large to ensure that the carnival is a huge success and as it should be. That's just me, you know, in brief, uh, you know, there's, I really hate talking about myself. Um, I let, but you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. I prefer the, the company and, you know, the group that, you know, I lead, you know, speak for itself. Uh, I think, you know, in the city, we're pretty well known. We were the first groups, uh, the group to bring uh, Burna Boy into Montreal, WizKid, DeVito, uh, Falipupa, Ira Star, it's a whole slew of them. As a matter of fact, you know, shameless plug here. I have a show coming up next week, uh, next weekend. Uh, as a, an artist called um, BNXN or um, Buju, mm-hmm. and everybody would have heard his music. It's just you don't put a face to his thing there. And people are invited to come and uh, participate. It's going to be at the Club Soda on the 11th, uh, which is a Saturday, it's Remembrance Day. So why not? Nice. I'm um, trying to get hookups, so I will be. <laughs> I got you, man. You know, I got everybody here. So Thank you, it. Drew. Hey, you guys heard it. Drew just said it, guys. It yep. sounds like a, I got it. Like a I got list. everybody here. So I got guessing thing going on. So yeah. thank you, Drew. Thank you. Thank you for always being down. Thank you for the encouragement of the community, um, and for being willing to take on this undertaking. Uh, I'll introduce myself quick for for those who might not know. So I'm also on the board of directors for Hammond Freeman, and I've been a community builder for uh, years. I founded the OFC 14 years ago. We have a network of about 16,000 members, a bit more, and the whole purpose of the network of the OFC is really to build and support community. So different businesses, individuals, families, organizations, they come to the OFC for support, encouragement, net, uh, contacts, you name it, you could come to the OFC for that kind of um, encouragement. Uh, in terms of background, I've been married for 17 years. I have three children. I am a Trinidadian descent, born in Montreal, um, but Trini to the bone. And really, my whole um, thing with being involved in the carnival is I do, I, I try my best to go to Trinidad on an annual basis to participate in the carnival out there. I've participated in a bunch of other ones in Toronto and stuff as well. And I remember 
as a child what our carnival was and the energy that it had and the amount of people that brought it to the city and it was almost like a family reunion every year because my family's come from Trinidad, Miami, New York, and they're all coming um, to participate in the culture here. So I remember what it is, what it was about, and I I I long for the day of seeing that come again. And I've never been a person to talk about something or complain about something to an extent and not try to help or get involved and um regardless of how much work it can be i'm always willing to you know to to roll up my sleeves and and to uh, to get dirty so to speak and this is where i'm at and i am uh, excited to uh to make an effort to try to bring um the montreal carnival and to bring it to another level so this is who i am and this is what i'm bringing we have three other board members who weren't able to join us today We'll give them some shout outs and mentions, but we will have them on the show again. Uh, we will have them on the show so the community has an opportunity to connect with them. So we have, I'm just going to give first names. We have Tony. Tony is actually, I, I give him the shout outs and the credits. And he is the one of the founders of the Black Fashion Week here in Montreal. He works very closely with Lorraine. Um, he's, he is our board secretary, responsible for a lot of the logistics. Tony is exceptional. Um, when it comes to pulling a lot of the technicals behind the scenes and bringing it all together. So shout out to Tony. We have Gemma Rayburn. Or, well, Gemma, everybody knows Auntie Gemma uh, from Play Mass Montreal. Uh, so she's on board with us. And we have the one and only Henry, who is one. Henry and Gemma are actually the founders of Carnival here in Montreal back in 1973. So we are glad to be able to work with them and to have the, their wisdom and their knowledge, um, uh, you know, their wisdom, their knowledge and their experience to be able to build on. So this is the team, uh, resume in a nutshell. This is who we are and, and, um, and what we've done in the past. I think now is a great time. So if you're now tuning in and you're now joining us, we are on with the team, with the board of directors from the Montreal Carnival Development Foundation, uh, they, they or we have recently applied uh, for the permit to host the Montreal Carnival for 2024. So we are um, one of the groups that are waiting to get the response from the city. And we're here today and we're introducing ourselves as well as our vision for uh, 2024. So with that, let's transition and go into vision. And where we are and where, why, what we're doing for, what we're planning for 2024 and why we're planning it. Uh, so I want to cede the floor to Lorraine if you want to start just introducing the vision and then we will dive in. Um, and so, so the vision for um, next year's carnival really relies on celebrating the history of the carnival. Um, unfortunately, we were not able to have a carnival this year. Um, which marks the 50th anniversary. So we'd like to take that up and do it next year. And the vision is really to, and I'll, and I'll emphasize on that, is, is really um, about unity and community um, to bring all the different aspects of the Caribbean um, and the Afro roots at the same time to celebrate um, the history and the reason why we have Carnival. And I think that there's a, um, uh, one of the work that we want to do is also to present like some of the history, why um, we have Carnival, how was it created? Because um, it's all about our culture um, and we want to put that forward and we want to encourage as many people 
as possible to, to take mass um, and to participate in whatever shape, way or form, but we want Montreal and uh, New York, Miami, Paris to come down to Montreal and to really celebrate um, with us. So that is the vision without going into too much details for now. Um, we have prepared many things. Um, and one thing for sure, and I think that some people have had the, some questions is um, to have more than just a, a parade and to really be able to celebrate for a couple of days um, and to be able to partake share have a bit more shows etc um during that weekend for for next year so that's part of the vision that we have thank you and um so and i'll uh if you don't mind i'll unpack it a little bit because it is something that did come up and even today in chatting with somebody so for us and a lot of other cities um putting on carnival and just having it just a one day of the parade it really it's it, it it's almost not fair to the culture because there's so much levels to what we're doing and it, and it's almost impossible to cram it into one day so what we're so what we had proposed is um a celebration starting from the friday into the sunday so we'd start on the friday with a an opening where we'd be able to participate and have youth present their costumes and different things like that. We'd be able to present the king and queen, big costumes, let people be able to see it. And then we'd have our, you know, Friday clothes or whatever be the case. Like, you know, so that that is the idea. And then we have our parade on the Saturday uh, ending with a, an, an after event. And then Sunday, uh, we're back in the park as well, um, being able to participate, being able to uh, perform. We'll have music, we'll have performances, showcase, we'll have steel pen and different things like that. So that is the idea um, over the three days. Um, now, you had mentioned a bit about the culture, and I know um, Westcan, they recently worked um, on a project, and that's why having them involved in actually, uh, Shai, if you could just take a moment just to share with the people, the community, in terms of the cultural importance and what we want to make sure that the community understands um, when we're when we're presenting Carnival, beyond just the street, quote-unquote, street party. Street party, yeah. <laughs> I think, like, um, after, after many years of uh, working and building our knowledge and repertoire at Westcan, uh, we realized that um, there's so much more to our performances than putting on costumes, putting on feathers and beads and, you know, getting an applause at the end and people saying, yay, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, so we, we, we took it upon ourselves as a group to really educate ourselves about the culture, about the cultural integrity of what it is that we're presenting. And I just think from that as a base, that made a very big difference in terms of how we present and what how it's received. And I coming off of this project, the project we just finished was um, Carnival is Mass Movement and Music. Um, it was huge. It was a huge undertaking. It was um, it was it was a big success according to me, as far as I'm concerned. And um, one of the things that came out of it is that there's so much information. There's a huge educational factor when it comes to our cultural representation here in North America, right? Because at the same time, people love it. <laughs> it's great. Um, they, they appreciate it, the colors, the festiveness, the, the everything. But when we understand what it is that we're doing and what it is that we're representing, it helps us to give that richness. Um, so that's really what uh, what I'm looking forward to because 
I, I've seen some things. I've seen a lot of things, right? And I think I had mentioned it before, but um, I've seen a lot of things that really lend, that lead or lend to the understanding that people um, misunderstand our culture, misunderstand our movements in the street, misunderstand um, the oil, the what it represents and, and so on. So I, I, I'm really looking forward to just putting that grain of knowledge into our community and into the fabric of, 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 of Quebec and North America so that we could really build on a strong foundation. I love that. Um, in terms of uh, now that we're, we're gonna dive into what actually makes Carnival, right? Because what actually makes Carnival is the costumes on the road. Now, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll let anybody respond with it, Lauren. Uh, actually, in, the, in in this case, is she at the or Lauren? Actually, I think it's more um, up you guys, uh, Ali. Now, in terms of costuming on the road, mm -hmm. what is the what is the stance that the organization is taking, and why? We believe that there should be costumes on the road. Costumes is the foundation of our cultural representation. There's a lot of history that goes into the satirical uh, representation. And um, without properly representing that and having that presented, we stand a chance of losing it, right? Because if there's no value added to it, then you, what, what you don't value, what you don't treasure, what you don't understand, you can't pass on to the next generation and you can't build from there. So I believe that we should have costumes on the road. I believe that there's a lot of uh, unity in the community and an educational factor that is involved with passing on information, knowledge about how to craft and make costumes, how to lay feathers, how to put beading and, and elaboration and, and so on for costuming that with t-shirts, we lose that. So to me personally, I prefer to have costumes on the road. I know we have wonderful mask makers here uh, today with us. We have Rain, we have Daryl from Roots, and you know all of these these hardworking people that put hours hours into creating beautiful works of art year after year, coming up with concepts and and so on. Like I don't want to dog on them and 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 put them down in any way. I believe that. They are the fabric of our cultural presentation and it should be upheld. So that that's where I'm coming from. Um, I, I love seeing mass on the road. Thank you for that. And uh, I could uh, add, because it is something that we did um, discuss as an organization. So it's uh, sharing her personal uh, view, but as an organization, we're all um, adamant about the fact that Carnival is not... Um, is not a street party and so in our in our particular case we have removed any um, option of having t-shirt bands on the road period so anybody in, in and you know transparency so as as the community will hear it and they'll know um it, it's not a part of our agenda it's not a part of our vision for where we want um montreal to go we're we're actually going as far as wanting to see the trucks on the road um 
decorated right so we're we're not just are we going um beyond t-shirts we want to see we want to see a full presentation we want to award um uh, the band leaders for uh for their presentations but the the but the we really want to put importance on the costumes and the and the band leaders and the mass makers and we want to make sure that the city even the participants who are taking part understand the the importance understand the culture uh understand the value even because we've seen it in the past where because people don't understand they're willing to break feathers and break costumes just to come in and get up be a part of the party we are going to be working extremely hard throughout from when we were if and when we receive the permit until the time of carnival to sensitize the community to inform the community to educate them so that they could respect what is happening on the road and understand that it's way more than just a street party that is there's it's a cultural presentation we want to encourage the community to get involved so we plan on making it as accessible and as easy as possible for people to be able um, to get involved and to join bands and to and to support and Fingers crossed, if we get enough sponsors involved to be able to even help us to offset costs for costumes and to help the band leaders, that's what we want to do. Um, but this, just so you guys understand where this collective is coming from, we, we are looking to pull the roots of what is Carnival um, and put that back at the forefront and educate the people on really what, what it really is about. Let's take a quick positive cause, just to shout out our homegirls, Kemba and Andrea from Keen Real Estate Group. Whenever you're thinking real estate, whenever you're thinking investments, whenever you're thinking about planning for the long term, think Keen Real Estate Group. They're generating wealth for generations. KeenGroup.ca If your goal is to purchase a car and to make the process as simple as possible, just get a car broker, guys. You just get a car broker. Big shout out to our homeboy, Hamsdale Jacques, the owner of HJCoutierAuto.com. That's H-J-C-O-U-R. T-I-E-R-A-U-T-O.com. If you're a small to medium-sized business and you're getting started and you're ready to go to the next level, what do you need? You need a phone line and you need a website. Think Mainstream Digicom. They got all your telecommunication needs checked. MainstreamDigicom.com. You're trying to get out on the web. You're trying to understand how to navigate through ads Check out Java Logics for all your marketing, your digital marketing. Where would we be without Preston? I don't even know. Check out Java Logics. I give thanks to Preston for what he's done for the OFC. The amount of positive reviews we've gotten from all his referrals, we're proud to stand behind his work. Check out javalogics.com. No, it's not just because he's my brother. It's because you can't talk hip-hop in Montreal without saying M-City Solo. Guys, check out his latest project, In My Feels, available on mcitysolo.com. If it's not one of the, the hardest new EPs to hit Montreal, come and let me know. You already know. It's your boy, Farrell, big enough, mcitysolo.com. Keeping the culture alive. I gotta give thanks to West Can Folk Performing Company. For the last 40 years plus, they've been promoting our culture through song, drum, and dance, educating youth, the children, the seniors. Just check them out. WestCanFolk.com. Girl, what are you cooking? My curry chicken. Ooh, you're burning it. Oh, gosh, it looks so. <laughs> It's okay, girl. You need the Curry House. They have the best Caribbean food in town. 
two locations in Montreal, West Island and Cotonège. For more information, follow Caribbean Curry House MTL. Don't forget to mention the Empower Hour for your 10% discount. So, who placed in the order? Me. <laughs> DeVito, WizKid, Burner Boy. Those are just some of the big names that blessed Montreal thanks to Afrobeats Montreal. Definitely check out Afrobeats MTL for all concerts, show listings, everything that has to do with Afrobeats in the city. Check out Afrobeats MTL. One full circle. We are the Melanin Community Resource Hub and Network. What does that mean? We're here for each other. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, Sister Lauren, did you have anything that you wanted to add to that? What I'll add to everything that you uh, both said is that if we're doing this undertaking, it's really to do it properly or else to me, it doesn't make any sense for us to put on that effort because it's it's a huge undertaking um, and it takes a lot of work um, just from the costumes to the trucks, to organization, to the street and collaborating with the city and the police. And it, it, it's a lot. And I think that we owe it to ourselves. Um, we were talking about representation before that we put our best foot forward. And I think that, you know, as a community, we have to show what we're capable of. Because um, I think that sometimes Montreal has maybe a reputation that things might be done half bleep. Um, and I would like to not have that reputation anymore. And I think that we collectively were, were able to, to do that. So that's what I want for us. Thank you for that. Some feedback that I've seen or heard is how are we going to keep the culture or keep the parade English? That's what I heard. Now, and I I'm, I want to I want to address that because again I think it's something that we need to educate our community on in terms of where we are and where we're going uh, as a collective. I think it's important that people understand the nationalities. People are from around the table, so we're from we we're Haitian. African, Trinidadian, uh, Bayesian, Grenadian, I think, is that is right. And I think that that does make up the makeup. And now we're actually even actively working um, on bringing on somebody within our collective that is representing the Latin Caribbean community. And um, I think it's as a as a city, it's and as a community, I think it's important that we start to think differently. We need to stop creating division between us as a people. We need to find more of our commonalities. I think anybody who is looking at the um, at the carnival and trying to associate a language to it is not seeing the big picture and not understanding, again, what our culture is about and what our roots are about. Again, giving a shout out to Westcan. I remember when taking part when they had just started the carnival's mass music and movement. And it was it was amazing to see, first of all, that uh, I'll all the roots of it started in Africa <laughs> and then it went all over the Caribbean. And regardless to uh, whether it be, we had a Haitian representative, we had a representative from Guadeloupe, we had a representative from Trinidad and a representative from Grenada, if I'm not mistaken, and from Jamaica, actually five different representatives. And it was amazing to hear them all present their version of carnival and to see all the similarities it's exactly the same regardless of where we are with slight nuances so we are literally one people 
And it's like, so when people like, I really pray that our city and our community are able to look past differences and start to focus more on what brings us together um, as a community. And actually, as we're preparing, guys, if you do have any questions from people who are on, um, who are within our audience, if you guys have questions, um, things that you're concerned about, um, things that you're interested in, you're welcome to put them in the chat or you're welcome to raise your hand to be able to ask the collective uh, any questions as well as obviously my co-host. Well, I wanted to say, like, I wanted to chime in, in in terms of like, you know, going to Carnival in Toronto, going to Carnival in Miami, which are Anglo forward, right? That's never even a question. But even when you go to there, there are different floats. There are Haitian floats in Miami. There's a Haitian community there. You're going to have, you know, the Zouk floats and the, the Raha floats and all these things. There are Latin floats that it, that I've I've heard in Toronto, like and even Toronto even has a hip hop float because that's also part of our culture as well. And so it, it can't just be like I understand because we're in Montreal and there's all these loisirs uh, and all these different things, but that has nothing to do with what the Caribbean culture has to do with the Afro Caribbean culture, and that should be all inclusive and you know representative because the whole point of having the 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 carnival is to bring us together. It's not to just say that, oh, it's just for the Anglo-Caribbean community. Mm, well said. Um, something else I think is really important, and this is this goes out to the community at large who want to participate. Now, in the past, one of the things that we've heard is why band leaders have a hard time getting support and getting costumes sold is because people here don't want to pay for costumes. Now, because I'm um, I'm very uh, active in the carnival community, I do run into a lot of our Montrealers all over the world, from Toronto to Trinidad, where I know we've spent at least $1,000 on our costumes, right? Now, in defense of the people, I understand why it was it's hard to pay for a costume when you're not sure if the parade is going to go more than two streets that really does make it hard to invest in your costume because you're just not too sure on the return on investment. So that is understandable. It's important. What we want to share with the community is that the route that we've mapped out for this parade, I think Lauren, did we, it was 4.5 kilometers. I think we're going, we mapped out from, it was Guy, corner of Guy to Papineau. It's, um, it's a total of about four kilometers. About four kilometers. Yeah. So we will. That's a we're, that's a real that's a real carnival, guys. We're on the road for real. <laughs> yeah. Again, granted, we granted we get the permit. There's and this is all we're doing right now is just sharing what our vision is. In no way are we saying that we are the people who are going to be hosting carnival for sure. All we're doing is sharing what our vision is with the community, so you guys know what we're coming with, why we're doing what we're doing, etc. And I'm I'm reiterating that because last thing I want to hear is we like this group feels that we have the parade already and we're moving forward, et cetera, et cetera. I just want to make it uh, clear. Yo, check one, two. This is Flavor, Flavor, Public Enemy. And you're listening to CKUT and the place to be from the bottom to the TOP. Very good question. The current route, I don't know what it is in terms of distance. Um, I know it, it's uh, the, from where they currently have it, it's from Guy. Um, well, it goes from Guy and Rennie Levesque down to the end down near um, Palais de Congrès Palais de Congrès so by blurry kind of thing like Jean Jean Mas that yeah that area ish I think right at the courthouse where it empties you know car, where the courthouse got the big yard right there yeah. that's the way it 
Okay. All right. So about there. Good. Thanks for that. So anyway, so it was so the reason we're sharing that again is because we want to encourage the city. We want them to know that we are looking to bring a real carnival for us to be able to participate in. We want the we want the band leaders to get the support. We want the city to be able to participate. We want youth to see the value in getting involved. Uh, we want seniors to come out and enjoy the presentation. And so that is the that is the vision, and that's where we're looking to go with this. Now, before we looked at transition. Did we address all the concerns? Did anybody who is here participating, did you have any other questions, concerns, or comments that you'd like to make? The floor is open for you guys to do so. Good evening, everyone. Um, the parade wasn't, the parade is not long. It ends at uh, the B. Philip Square. That's where it ends. Yeah. It, it, it used to end down at uh, Palais de Cong. It, it's not a, It's not that long. I've heard what you had to say tonight. Um, how long the band leaders have to wait to find out what's gonna who's going to be running the show, if there's going to be a show. Do we start getting stuff ready or do we just have to wait and see play by ear? I mean, last year when this thing was canceled, I was in trade that by going to shop for materials. There's some some band leaders use their costumes to do other parades. So how long band leaders do we have to wait to find out when the city has made a decision? You have any idea? Very good question. As soon as possible. We're also waiting for it. We'll be doing a follow-up because we submitted our application um, with uh, all the details necessary. So as soon as we have information, we'll be able to share it to everyone. So hopefully yeah. in the next couple of weeks, because we'd like to start uh, the sooner, um, the better. And something I could add to it, because there's some questions people were trying to understand, um, a, a, like how we got to this point and, and how the process works. So I'll share from what I understand so far and from what I know. So last year we did have uh, an issue and, and the issue wasn't just about funding. It was really just the, there's a process. You need to apply to get the permit to um, occupy the road. And there's the funding aspect of it. And there's certain things that need to be done when applying for the permit. So um, what it, the permits and stuff weren't properly um, applied for is what how we ended up losing the parade last year. Um, now, for the band leaders, I feel that I feel really confident in telling you guys you're, you should be comfortable in moving forward and starting and, and getting ready and starting to build because... Again, the fact that we have three groups, if I'm not mistaken, three or four groups that are applying, the likelihood of the city saying no to all groups is very unlikely. Actually, that would create a lot of issue if the city did that, because then they would have to really justify why they gave no group the permit. So I feel like as band leaders, you guys should feel really comfortable and confident knowing that for sure there's going to be a parade. You don't know who's going to run the parade yet, but you know there's going to be a parade because the fact that we're, the, we are going through the due diligence and going through the proper steps from early. So it's not going to be a last minute thing. So as band leaders, I, I personally feel, and I, I'm saying personally, because I don't want to speak on behalf of the organization with this, but just from what I know, speaking with the city and from what I've seen administratively, I, you're in a very good place as band leaders. There is a very, very good chance there's going to be a parade next year. Again, who's running it that we don't, we won't know yet. Um, but a, another way I feel the community can help is really just 
following up with your city officials if you have if you have relationships with the officials within your boroughs within your area to let them know that you know from what you know there's been some applications put in we need to move this thing forward because we're applying the same pressure because we're we are in communication with different um sponsors different groups uh from all over the world and we would like for them to be able to start to mobilize and and we want to be able to start creating ads and running ads to bring bodies into the city for next year Okay, so that how you guys can help is just putting a little bit of pressure for us as well. Uh, like we already said, it doesn't just have to be us doing it. We're prepared to support whoever is doing it. We are all prepared to be able to do it. If it's not us, we want to be able to support, but we do need the city to help us out by, you know, giving a response as soon as possible so that we could start the process. Did that answer the question, brother? Yeah, yeah, you did. I, I was on mute. Sorry, my bad. Okay. <laughs> no problem. Perfect. So, um, did we have uh, Sister Rain? Did you have a question too? I did actually. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, my question is: I know that you mentioned that um, the group submitted a proposal for activities from Friday to Sunday, without, I guess, revealing too many details or whatever. I just wanted to know if the band leaders is there an expectation or um, a demand that um, band leaders have to do anything on the Friday or the Sunday? Because that would be helping us to be able to know what we have to plan for. So is it is there an expectation of us having additional activities to do during that weekend? Very good question. So I, Lauren, you could chime in. But I know one of the things we were looking forward to is, is hosting a king and queen. Yes. Um, I think um, it's, it's premature to be able to give you more details on that. Um, ideally, yes, we would like to have a full schedule. Of, of activities what will it be uh, is to be determined um, but as soon as we can uh, answer all those questions uh, we will come forward to, to let you know all right and um, I understand that the expectation or the the hope is that there's a lot of funding that will be available at some point to either um, expand the scope of what the parade will be or to offer funding or whatever. But um, if there's a worst case scenario that there is no funding or minimal funding obtained, um, do you know what this group is able to offer us um, as a band leader if there's no other outside funding that's obtained? Like in terms of like, what's, our, what's the expectation of us to be able to participate in the parade. I understand that we have to wait on the city's say-so. I understand that the expectation, well, the, the hope is to get funding. But if there is no funding, do we know what the expectation is of each band leader to participate? I'll I'll give my two cents and then Andrew, because uh, he's a treasurer, or Lorraine could, uh, could chime in on that as well. One thing I want sure. the community to understand is that like to put on a carnival is is something where you at you have to have a budget to do it properly. Like you can't, um, you cannot put on a, a carnival without a budget. Uh, one of the things we made it a point to do even prior to uh, submitting the application was to reach out to funders, was to reach out to potential sponsors, was to um share our um in uh, uh what we're doing, let them know where we where we want to go. Uh, to share our interests, uh, to see if they would be interested in getting involved. So we do have a lot of commitments from sponsors that would be willing to get on board uh, and to help to to finance the parade. So that 
so just so you, like it's it's almost like it's just like it's kind of like an oxymoron like you really can't put on a carnival without having a budget so it's like and we can we can't uh, impose that kind of pressure on the band leaders um, or the spectators or even on the city as the organization who's looking to host a carnival it is our responsibility to ensure that we have a but that we put create a budget and then raise the capital required to be able to to host the event all right um, I'm asking those questions obviously based on the fact that we've had a certain system that we've worked with in the past to say the system was ideal or not ideal I'm not going there but I'm just saying we've worked on that system before so going forward just want to know what this new possibility is if this group gets the permit you know what is mm -hmm. the expectation as I said if we can kind of know what it will be that would be great because we already kind of have an idea of what's expected of us from a financial standpoint for each band to participate. I just wanted to know if there was an idea, but I guess the answer is no. I guess we have to wait and until that's revealed, pretty much. Uh, you could know like our where our spirit is and where how we see this. Again, because we value the band leaders, we feel that there should be a certain budget allocated to the band leaders um like to be able to just give them a seed to be able to get started how much and what it is it is contingent on on sponsors and stuff like that but know that it is a part of our um, budget and a part of our strategy is to be able to finance or at least to give the band leaders some seed capital so that they could um look to offset their costs because a lot of the community doesn't necessarily understand um a lot of weight is on the band leaders really early on in terms of just having to purchase the, the materials to create the costumes. Um, then you have your deposit for your trucks and your generators and all these different things uh, that you have to cover the cost for. And then you have to hope to sell your costumes. There's a lot that goes on. And uh, uh, from the sense of the organization, looking at it from the business side of it, for us, it's a value to invest in our in the uh, in the band leaders and the costume makers to ensure the, the quality of the presentation on the road. But that's my two cents. Uh, I could let Andrew and Lorraine, if you guys want to add to it. Well, I think that you you answered it perfectly. I think that, exactly. that there's nothing else uh, for me to add. Okay. Nice. I'm good at this. Thanks, guys. I'll take those flowers. <laughs> I think people just, there's going to be a lot of information coming as soon as we know where the city is at. That's the that's the starting point. That's the baseline. But like Pharaoh said, I think everybody should just attune their minds to the fact that there will be a carnival next year one way or the other and uh it's something that we should be looking forward to you know have a positive mind frame uh going into it and uh you know doesn't help uh any support that we can get you know help us spread the word you know we're on facebook right now we're on instagram you know all that stuff helps it goes to build mass and it goes to um you know making us more you know stronger and more effective so um Stay tuned to this channel. Beautiful. So with that, I do want to um, share just the contact info uh, for people to be able, anybody who does want to reach out to us, just go straight to the website. So it's MontrealCariFet.com. So that's Montreal, uh, C-A-R-I-F-E-T-E.com. And from there, you'll be able to connect to our link tree. If you want to stay in the loop, uh, sign up to the newsletter. Uh, so that you guys could be able to uh, connect and stay informed of what we have going on. We are definitely looking forward to being of service and continuing uh, to help the cultural community and to be able to set this 
you know, to share this example of culture to the world. Um, before we close off, I would like to give our first just one more round table. Any last questions, concerns, or comments? And then I want to give the opportunity to each and every uh, each board member to leave us with some empowering words. So I'll start from the top. So Sister Lorraine, as we are closing off, this is our Empower Hour, and I like to have our guests leave our listeners with some empowering words. So what would you like to leave with our listeners today? Uh, what I'd like to leave, uh, you know, to everyone is, you know, uh, reach deep down inside and uh, wake up that living legend that we all have and make this a successful event and for everyone to be successful in all of their endeavors and to not take the word, um, you know, unity uh, very lightly. I think that we've been missing that and it's time to change things around and uh, live up to our words. So that is my closing statement. Thank you, Sister Shy. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reference someone that had told me once that they are not the type of people to complain about something and not, not, you know, throw their hat in the ring to solve the problem. And I think that with the lack or the loss of our our carnival last year, it or this year rather it really allowed a lot of people to step up and I commend everyone. It wasn't, it's not easy even for myself. It's sometimes, you know, we just want to stay in the background as West can and do our own little thing. But for the sake of the community, for the sake of the future, our, our young children that we're bringing up in this uh, community, in this, in this environment, we, we have to step out of our comfort zone sometimes. And, I, I think it's bigger than us. It's bigger than, it's, it's not an individual thing. It is a community, it is unity. Um, and if we hold on to those guiding values, which this group um, is committed to, um, I believe that we can really make a difference. Thank you. And Brother Drew? Yeah, um, for me, it's just, you know, some inspirational, um, positive stuff. Uh, first thing is that a tree doesn't make a forest. Second thing is, we are only as strong as our weakest link. And if we don't come together and build strength, then, you know, what's the whole point? So I'm very big on, you know, community and um, empowerment. And I think that little things like this, or, you know, if somebody wants to classify it as a big thing, that's fine are things that we use to build ourselves and we need to do this and we need the support of everyone. And, you know, we need to show that we're not in the background here. We are active Montrealers. We are part of the society and we need to be heard. And in order to be heard, we need to show. And the carnival is a very great way of showing that we do exist in the city. That's it. Nice. Well said, my brother. Shoot. Hang clock for that. So um, so uh, for me, I guess my my quick word as I'm playing two roles here, as I'm hosting as I'm on the board um, now, I, and I've already said it, like I, I always encourage people to be the change that they want to be. But my message is really like 
a message to the community at large because uh, we can be really harsh at times and really hard on our own people at times. And I, the message I'd like to put out is to lead with love, is to understand the type of undertaking that uh, our, our group and any other group that's looking to put on the carnival, what they're taking on is a really hard thing. It's hard just because there's so many moving pieces in terms of raising the budget, mobilizing the people, keeping security, keeping the culture, keeping the people happy, ensuring, like there's so many moving pieces. It's a very, very large undertaking. So any group or any body that's willing to take it on, even, even the previous group that was holding on to it and carrying it for as long as they, as they were, it, it was never an easy feat. So it's like as a community, all I'm asking is that we leave with love and understand that people are putting are, are are trying not trying well doing a thing working on behalf of the community. So any support that you guys can give, any encouragement that you guys can give, um, it, we always welcome constructive feedback um, and criticism. But just lead with love. Understand, come from a place of love in your heart and love on your lips so that we could continue to build together as a people. And that is my closing words for everybody. I thank you all um, for joining uh, and for joining the Empower Hour and for being a part of this collective and for what you guys are um, preparing or, or attempting to do for the city. I commend each and every one of you guys and I thank all our listeners for always participating and supporting. We'd like to thank our special guests. This episode is possible thanks to the awesome people at CKUT, the OFC, Solo Drum, and the Caribbean Curry House. Do we have any shout-outs? Um, well, my only shout-out... Well, actually, I'll do a, another double double shameless plug and uh, just remind everybody. So, as you guys are hearing this, this coming Saturday, Afrobeats, we got a show coming up. Uh, Drew, you want to plug it one more time for, our, for the people? Yes, thank you. It's uh, an artist called um, BNX Buju. Uh, he sang very popular songs. Um, it's going to be on November the 11th, uh, Saturday, which is, like I said, coincidentally, it's uh, Remembrance Day. And um, yeah, everybody's welcome. Uh, anybody who's I got everybody here. Anybody who's interested, you know, hit up uh, hit up Pharaoh, and uh, we'll give you the, uh, the hookup. That's not a problem. And uh, thank you very much for having us on the show. Um, I look forward to many more invitations. It was fun. I, I like the trivia part there. I, I learned <laughs> I learned a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, looking forward to be back one of these days. Awesome. Thank you. And, and so, yes, and I just shout out to the city. Sorry, real quick. That's the song. So, shout, shout, shout out to the city. Sending you guys mad love. Thank you guys for always supporting and encouraging the show. And just pray for us as we do the same. That's how we end the church. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Kuka. Yeah, I don't really have any shout out this week, guys. But thank you for always showing up for us and continue to show up because we always got more stuff to to talk about. Peace. I'll just say thank you. Thank you for having us. And I say just be kind to yourself because your biggest investment is yourself. So make yourself a priority. Amen. Kings and Queens, this was the Empower Hour with Pharaoh Freeman, Queen Kaya, and Gina the Great. We are on live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. and broadcasting Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. on CKUT 90.3 FM. Hopefully you got your dose of entertainment, enlightenment, and empowerment. 
subscribe and watch us on EmpowerMTL.com and email us at EmpowerMTL at gmail.com to anonymously be featured on our What's the T-Mail segment. Stay blessed, black, and highly favored.